Hey Tractionville, we've got something new for you. We've been thinking, so many of you are running on EOS with a variety of experiences. And the best way we can help you execute the tools and components of EOS is to break them down and give you some tips on how to really use them well. That's why we're starting a new weekly segment called Tractionville Tips. In just five minutes, we'll give you our practical advice on how to navigate the challenges and roadblocks you face as you unlock the power of the EOS Toolkit. Each week, we'll answer a specific question about a tool, break down a common issue, or provide a helpful tip that you can use in leading your team. Look for Tractionville Tips every Thursday wherever you're enjoying this podcast. And if you've got a burning question, share it with us. You can submit your question at Tractionville.com. We're here to help you run on EOS and grow as you go. See you for Tractionville Tips every Thursday. I have clients who are more successful than they were before, and I have clients who've gotten really hurt. And I, I just say be authentic, because people, people will help you if you're authentic, but if you're hiding from what's really going on, it's really hard for people to help you, and then they don't know actually when something comes out sideways why it's coming out sideways. So try to be as authentic as possible, and you know, remove your ego from the conversation, and and ask for help if you need it. Welcome to Tractionville, the podcast for companies running on EOS. I'm your host, Chris White, along with... Benj Miller. And uh, we're excited uh, today to have Jonathan B. Smith with us. Jonathan's an entrepreneur, an author, uh, a certified EOS implementer, and he's actually in the book Traction. And uh, Jonathan, welcome to Tractionville. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Benj. All right, so hey, listen, Jonathan. In all seriousness, you're in New York City, man. Tell us what's how, how are you doing and what is going on over there? Well, I was fortunate enough. I got I was able to get out. So about March 15th, I was able to get out of town um, and have been out out on Long Island. But I've uh, been back to the city three times. First time I was there, I was on the subway, and every subway car had six homeless people on it. It was before they actually. Uh, cleaned up the subways. So it was really, really sad. Yeah. Uh, the last time I was there, I actually had a session. And in that session, I was in a building and it was amazing to see the offices in the building. So I was on a floor, there was like eight offices. There was mail strewn all over the floor around all the offices, oh. like uncleaned. Yeah. I was on the, down on the street. It was a Tuesday morning at nine o'clock. It felt like a Sunday morning at 6 a.m. No one was around. 15% of the stores were open. You know, there was no hustle and bustle. Kind of, I always, I, I thought of it like, feels like what it must have been like in Chernobyl when everyone left. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, I'm glad that you're safe and uh, out on Long Island. And, uh, you know, you're always in our thoughts and prayers, all New York for sure. Um, so, Jonathan, you've done some pretty cool things. And, uh, you know, I've been trying to find a place to start. And, um, you know, you're in the book Traction. So I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but were you like one of Gino's first clients? Yeah, I knew Gino before before EOS. 
oh, and you okay. knew Gino before the bulb, light bulb logo in EOS. Okay. Uh, I was in EO Detroit, and Gino was transitioning from working with his dad to building EOS, and I met him at a EO event, and I'm like, who's this guy with all this, like, he had like a halo effect on him. Like, he's <laughs> got really cool energy. So I got to know him, and I don't know, we were like his second or third client. I don't know the exact number, but my brother and I are both in the book, and of course, my brother tells everyone that he's in the book more than I am, but that's what <laughs> brothers do to each other. Right. Tell us the story of that business and, and you know, was, was EOS what it is today and what effect did that have on, on you as an entrepreneur? Uh, so EOS was not what it is today. Gino didn't know what he was doing. Gino was making it up in the room. There was no EOS Pure. He sort of had read some books and was putting tools together, and, but always a great showman. Uh, the business we were in at the time was uh, we had a web development company and four partners, uh, we showed up because we didn't have the same core values and oh. we didn't have the same vision and the company blew up for that reason. My brother and I both went on to found different companies, both ended up being 500 businesses, both ended up very successful using, using EOS to uh, create those businesses. So EOS almost helped you get out of there early. Oh yeah, Gino was, you know, he still was fantastic at facilitating conflict. So the team health part was, uh, we didn't make it through too many sessions before the business blew up. So let's, um, let's talk about what you're doing today, because I know you don't have a, what we'd call a traditional EOS practice. Um, you tend to work with some pretty large clients. What's it like? Is it any different with the larger clients versus our target market? Well, when I started, Chris, I had, you know, I started with one client that was $475,000. And I said, are you sure you want to do EOS? <laughs> and now they're 10 million. They're Boy Scouts, literally Eagle Scouts. So they followed EOS to a T. It's amazing to have watched their journey. And so juxtapose that to, I have a $3 billion client now. It's a regional health plan. And you know, I just get a little nervous when I go in at first because I'm like, oh my God, these guys much know so much more than me. And, um, but you know, the truth is like Gino always says, we're just managing human energy at that point. So I took that team down from 14 to nine after focus day. That was my job <laughs> and directed by those yeah. folks. And um, it, it was just managing human energy using the EOS tools. You know, the, the advantage that uh, some of us seasoned EOS implementers have is we know when to use the tools. We have the full palette of tools. You know, we happen to go to VB3 with them. We'll happen to meet monthly and do, there's 1,800 people there. There'll be a, a different kind of rollout with other implementers coming on board to help with uh, train, et cetera. But it's managing human energy. If I get the team health piece right, Vision and traction is not that hard. Yeah. Relative to the team health piece. Yeah. And what uh, um, did did you did these large clients find you, or are you just in a network where that's kind of where you're focused? Um, at this point, I like to say I'm a friend of the YPO Long Island chapter. So the YPO Long Island folks, I get included in lots of stuff with them. They generally take pretty good care of me. Yeah. They put me on the right opportunities. I put them on the right opportunities. It's really like 
you know, mutual admiration society and we all went together. Yeah. Jonathan, can you take us a little deeper into that rollout? Um, because that's, you know, that is a big difference when you've got to roll out one level, two levels versus I don't even know how many levels you're dealing with. Uh, what does that look like and how do you approach that with them? Um, the first thing I have to say is I'm not sure how this is going to work. <laughs> right? Because the checklist, the normal checklist we have just doesn't work. So it's really becomes a change management exercise and it becomes a partnership with the leadership team and myself and bringing some other EOS implementers in. And then we're, we're creating what that rollout looks like as opposed to prescripting. It's not a prescribed rollout. It's really like to the integrator, hey, this is what we're trying to accomplish. You know, you're going to do this state of the company. What do we want to roll out from here? There's going to be a lot of conversations about it. How fast do we want to go? Yeah. And, and, you know, an 1,800-person organization, it's going to take some time to, to move that organization. That's great. And that's where I think, you know, having someone like you with an entrepreneur as the, you know, entrepreneur first certified professional implementer, you know, somewhere next to that down the road, but that entrepreneurial spirit of like, Hey, we got to figure it out. That's what we do. And we've got the tools to, to, to do that. I love that. Yeah. The advantage is like, I really know the tools. So I, I can, I literally can be in session with the leadership training. You know, I don't generally bring my own. I just tell them what page it's on that we need to work on because I already know where it is. So, and I, I think that people appreciate that. Today's episode is sponsored by Keystone Search. CEOs, owners, and visionaries, having the right integrator can literally create rocket fuel for your business. Hiring the wrong one is expensive and can even damage the business you've worked so hard to build. The team at Keystone Search is expert at helping visionaries hire their ideal integrator. Keystone has conducted successful integrator searches across the country, and they are proud to say when EOS Worldwide needed a new integrator in 2016, Keystone was the firm of choice. If hiring a rockstar integrator is in your future, go to www.keystonesearch.com to download more information or give them a call. Keystone Search is here to help you. Jonathan, as we were as we were jumping on, um, we were picking up. You were recently on a on a panel with Jim Collins, um, who we know and quote often in EOS. And uh, you were you were repassionate about this idea of a flywheel. So start us from the beginning for the one person listening that may not know what a flywheel is. Start us there, and then take us through um, you know why that matters, why you're you're helping companies refocus on that and some of the, the pointers to do that. Okay, so Collins has a book called Turning the Flywheel. It's like 36 pages long. Okay, um, I would encourage everyone to read that book. Um, Post-COVID, I think people need to focus on their flywheel. The idea with flywheel, and Chris and I were accountability partners. We're sort of still accountability partners. and. EOS, but the truth is we don't talk that much because our flywheels are going. And what the flywheel going means is, you know, Chris got in with the folks from GrowFL. That's really working. His referrals come from there. We're clear where the target market clients are. We're, we're clear how the referrals work. We're clear how to, we make money. We're clear how we continually, like I was driving home Tuesday night. Someone calls me and they say, you know, we need to do a focus day. No 90 minute meeting. They're just like, we're ready to start. 
will you work with us? And I, and you know, Chris taught me how to sell. So my answer to them was, when do we start? <laughs> right. I don't want to talk through the close. So the flywheel is such that I just get phone calls like that. This is a client I've already worked with. It just happens to be one of their subsidiaries. Uh, so they don't need a 90 minute meeting in that case necessarily. Um, but the idea is when we were starting EOS, it was so hard. Like we didn't know, do we go to the chamber of commerce? Do we, you know, go talk to what kind of people do we talk to lawyers, accountants, PEO people, um, consultants. And we wasted a lot of time until we figured out exactly how to dial in the dope on getting it so that we are getting those calls on a, on a ride home from just doing a, a quarterly. That's great. So when, We'll encourage people to get the book and, and put it in the show notes. What, um, give us your most important takeaways. Like if you are, if somebody's out there and they're hearing that, whether they're an implementer or whether it's in their own business and they're like, dang, I don't have it as dialed in as Jonathan does or as Chris does, what do we do? Where do we start? So when Colin spoke, he spoke about being at Amazon in 1998. So this is a pretty good example. So Collins goes and teaches Amazon the flywheel in 1998. And his first comment is, and the teacher became the student because Amazon created the flywheel better than he'd ever seen anywhere in the world. So the Amazon flywheel is this. We offer lower prices on more offerings. Number one, we increase the number of customer visits because our prices are lower on more offerings. We attract third party sellers who are going to expand the number of offerings. We expand the store and extend distribution. We grow revenues per fixed cost, and then we lower prices on more offerings, and then we increase customer visits, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what is your flywheel? Like Chris and I spend our time with the right organizations and the right people who are going to refer us into the right networks to get us in front of target market clients, and we don't waste our time with folks who don't. So your first couple points there sounded like value propositions. Is that the place to start? I mean, obviously it's a circular motion and you can kind of pick up anywhere and that's what makes it hard to really nail is you could start anywhere so you don't know where to start. But you started with a couple of value propositions. Is that what we need to be looking for? Yeah, I think that's, that's a good place to start. The, the, the issue I was having like with the client the other day was, you know, they make these very specialized lights and what marketplace do we want to be in? And what are the best clients look like? And we don't want to be in a commoditized business. So we have to be very clear about what we don't do so we can focus on what we do do. Mm-hmm. And how do we get into those markets? These, these folks sell a lot into um, car washes because they, they deal very, very well in um, challenging environments. But how do we get into other challenging environments? Yeah. As opposed to focusing on something that's really a commodity. And at the end of the day, your distributor is going to cut you out of the deal because he wants to make more margin, even if the product's not as good. There's a, um, uh, just to piggyback that with another book, if anybody's really feeling the pain of this right now, it's a really old book by Al Reese called Positioning. And he talks about the power of being number one in a very small market is better than being a nobody in a really large market. So, you know, it's just a matter of how do we, like you're saying with this light company, we, you know, if 
they want to expand, but they could easily go say, you know, right now we're the number one light fixture for car washes, right? You know, and then and then parlay that into we're the number one light fixture for challenging environments, you know. But they're 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 owning a space, and most of us um, just play okay with some incremental value proposition. You know, we've got better service. Nobody believes that. Come on, dig deeper. Why are you here? What do you matter? Who's your people? So I love that. Um, I'm a big, big fan. Yeah, and Chris and I have found that it doesn't make sense for us to sell anything other than EOS when we're in front of folks as EOS implementers. Like we're much better off having a partner who does people and a partner who does finance and a partner who does process. And um, when we started, it kind of felt like, oh, we should also sell sales training. I don't sell sales training. I'll call the Sandler guys or whoever we end up calling. What are you seeing around the corner, Jonathan? Um, you know, I know it's hard right now. Uh, certainly, you know, working with my clients, you know, we're kind of doing 30-day rocks right now, right? Um, getting more focused. But um, I'm really, you know, encouraging my clients to look around the corner, right? We have to look out into that horizon, although of all the uncertainty, um, what are you seeing when you look around the corner? Well, Dan Sullivan has this thing where he says, people pay for transformation. So as an EOS implementer, my job is to help them continuing to transform. So as long as we're adding value and transforming, clients stay. Right. How are you transforming the experience for your clients? Right, so that's number one. Just really be focused on creating value and being abundance-minded, as I, you know, seeing a lot of folks who are scarcity-minded and, you know, misbehaving, I would say, yeah, because of the scarcity. So really, like, I just, I'm doing, I, I can't believe how busy I am in July, because uh, things are coming back a little bit, yeah. and just being abundance-minded and having helped people through COVID here and them coming back when they're ready, it's been, you know, it's just an honor to serve, I would say. Yeah. Well, you're, you know, in our community, for, for those of you who are listening, um, Jonathan really embodies, he embodies all our core values, but there's two specifically. Um, and when he talks about being abundance minded, I mean, you're the epitome of abundance minded because you're always helping first. Um, you help an awful lot of implementers. And you're not a coach. You're 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 and you're busy as heck, but yet you still you still find a lot of time. And, and obviously you've got some intentional thing you're doing. But what? Why? What motivates you? I'm on a constant quest to get better, and I find some of the newer people actually ask me questions that I haven't thought about in a long time. Uh, it gives me an opportunity to get better. I like you know going into COVID. I think we talked about these three things that uh, I believe were important. So staying in motion, even if you, you got to get up, you got to take a shower, you got to go to the gym, work out, whatever you do, you got to, you know, have a ha ha healthy habits. You got to have a, a winning mindset. We got to win the day. So every day I want to wake up and win the day. And then I felt like relationships matter because what happens is I get leads all over the country and it's crazy that the other implementers don't understand the value of having relationships with seasoned implementers. We have the leads. I just need to know who to send them to. 
because yeah. I don't want to deal with it later. I don't want to get a kickback either that they didn't close a lead that was that I had almost closed on the phone already. You know that one, Chris. Sure. And I want to, I don't want to get a call and say that implementer stinks who you who you sent to me, right? I, I and I want to help them go grow their practice because yeah. it's fun to be part of their success. Yeah, yeah, it really is, and I mean, I get this, uh, I get the same gratification, you know, as an EOS coach, um, working with the the new people coming in, and you know, to help launch them right on their on their journey because it's been so good to us. Right. Um, but you just you just have an, you must have an abundance of time and energy because I don't know how you do it. You're always getting core value call-outs. Help first, Jonathan Smith, help first. I mean, it's awesome. I, I, I just but look what happens. And I just go kick butt and have yeah. great clients and get referrals and have lots of friends. And, you know, I, I say you could drop me anywhere in the world and I could go build an EOS practice. Doesn't matter. Even if yeah. I can speak the language, I go figure it out. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's great. Um, you know, we we uh, uh, we know you're working with Chris Voss at the Black Swan Group um, as their implementer, and you know he's he's blown up. He's all over the place. Master class. His book is blown up. Uh, never split the difference. Um, how did you become his implementer? Like, what's how did you meet this guy? Well, so I used to. I lived in D.C. I was trying to build an EOS practice. I had come back from Abu Dhabi. I had built a significant enterprise overseas. I uh, got tired of flying over those long, um, long haul flights um, and became an implementer in 2013 and couldn't get a coffee with a Vistage implementer. In Abu Dhabi, I was meeting with Sheikh Mohammed, who was the crown prince. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, that was a humbling experience. Yeah. So uh, I don't know, about 6.45 every morning, I'd go to this place called the Tower Club, which is like a business club that everyone kind of hangs out with somehow one of the guys introduced me to chris chris was living on a boat in the harbor in uh i call it the ebb tide he like lived on the ebb tide in uh dc yeah and he was like teaching at georgetown and usc but he really was trying to find himself and so i helped him he had some problem in abu dhabi negotiating something and i knew some folks in abu dhabi and helped him get paid and you know over a couple of years we just became friends and i shared eos with him and at some point he said hey i think we want to do this and i actually booked his first eo talk for him in new yeah. jersey and you know now I'm, I'm basically his business architect i've architected the business i got him into strategic coach he's taught me tons about you know i'm really a neophyte in and his topic negotiation, yeah. but it's amazing to be around those guys. And I came up with this idea. I was in session with them and I said, you know, we need to have a library like the EOS library for never split the difference or for the black swan group. And I said, we need a book like this because your book is actually hard to implement. And that book was what the heck is EOS? Yeah. And I'm like, why don't we write this book? So the subtitle for that book is the missing manual for never split the difference. So, it's an it's an easier way to implement some of the tools and uh, never split the difference just sold I think a million and a half copies yeah. so far at this point. So it's like traction but for negotiation. So we're gonna we're gonna publish hopefully Q1 2021. That's awesome. Tractionville, if you missed it, Chris Voss was our uh, celebratory episode 50. 
Um, amazing. Jonathan, I was, I don't know if I've been more nervous for a podcast recording than when we got on with him. I'm like, this is Mr. FBI hostage negotiator of the world, wrote the book. You see his ads for masterclass. He's super serious and intense. And he got on there and he is the most winsome, lovable guy. And that's how he negotiates too. It's really amazing. I was going into that. Like, I'm not going to let this guy in my head. Right? <laughs> <an> FBI guy. <laughs> he was a blast. He yeah, really a was. He's uh, super fun. He has like cop humor. Like, oh he, yeah. He grew up like that. He's really funny. Well, we'll uh, we'll definitely um, get you guys uh, back, both of you back here in Tractionville when you're ready to to launch the book. We love supporting our authors. Uh, we appreciate that. We can use all the support we can get. Yeah. I love, um, I love, there's some really practical stuff in here talking about the flywheel, Jonathan, your three things, uh, you know, to, to keep doing during, during COVID, the core value call outs. I think uh, a friend of mine has a, a quote that you can never outgive the market that you're in, um, truly capsulating that abundance mindset. And, and that's hard for me to capture and really like, I get it mentally, but sometimes that's hard. And so you're such an encouragement and an inspiration in that one. Um, so I love that we got some really just tangible things to go away and, and challenge ourselves with. Give us one more. You're, you're, you've got the full attention of Tractionville right now as we close up. What's on your mind, heart, encouragement, challenge? Leave us with one thing. Um, the one thing I would leave you with is things are really challenging right now. I have clients who are more successful than they were before, and I have clients who have gotten really hurt. And I, I just say be authentic because people – People will help you if you're authentic, but if you're hiding from what's really going on, it's really hard for people to help you. And then they don't know actually when something comes out sideways, why it's coming out sideways. So try to be as authentic as possible and you know, remove your ego from the conversation and, and ask for help if you need it. So simple, so hard. Yep. Jonathan, where can people find you? So uh, our website is o4g.com. So that's O, like the letter O, the number four, the letter G.com, three-letter domain, kind of cool. That stands for Optimize for Growth, if you're trying to remember it. Thank you, Jonathan. Tractionville, I hope you enjoyed it. Jump on our website and drop us a line. Let us know what you would like to hear about uh, on Tractionville. You, this, We're here for you. We love you. Uh, jump on uh, Apple or Spotify, wherever you're watching. Drop us a rating, too. Um, that really helps spread the love. We will see you next week on Tractionville Tuesday. 